Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Wow, deja vu. What's that? It's like I've been here before. Leslie <laughs> Nielsen on the show today. Isn't that great? Very, very cool. Uh, I guess, uh, what, he thought he was going to be on Oprah or something like that? Well, yeah, that's how I trick all our guests and get them on. Oh, very good. You're so smart. Yeah, I love how you it do works. That. Of course, this is uh, Leslie Nielsen's second appearance on Animal Radio. And uh, he, he doesn't have any pets of his own. But nonetheless, a fun guest for the summer season of stars. Uh, young kids remember him as uh, Mr. Magoo. Old kids. Like us. Remember him from Scary Movie 1 through 25. <laughs> also today, if storms freak out your pet, help is here. Also, easy ways to keep your pet's teeth clean. Yeah, there are easy ways. You don't have to put on the gauntlets and uh, drink a shot of vodka before you clean your pet's teeth anymore. Oh, I'm going to miss that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, I don't know if I'm reading this right. Dressing up roadkill on today's show. Yes, I guess so. Snakes in your calls. Wow, I'm not going anywhere, are you? 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? This is Cindy. Cindy, hi. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Where are you calling from? Canyon Country, California. Oh, listening on uh, either Coast or K-Big, I imagine. Correct. What uh, What can we do for you? I have a question regarding my teacup Yorkshire Terrier. Okay, that's a small dog, I imagine. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> He's How good. Do I... <laughs> <laughs> How do I get her from um, running away, like sprinting out into the street? Ooh, uh, close the front door. Is she an in- Is she an indoor dog or an outdoor dog? She's an indoor dog. She's a lap dog, most of all. Uh-huh. And, and how does she make her escape? When I open the door, Ooh. come in the house, or my brother opens the door, she dashes out. Ah, well, do you know what she wants out there? Just to go out for a walk? or, or, or uh, When, when you, you take know, her to the bathroom, does she go outside? Yes, yeah, she does go outside. Okay. Does, does she try to escape then? No, she does not. What, what do you think is her motivation or her drive to, to sprint out the door? You know, I don't know, and this is what I've been trying to figure out. Because um, I walk her every day, and we go to the park, and she's, you know, she stays out in the backyard. When you come back from the park, does she want to come back? Yes, definitely. Ooh. And she'll come right in the house. I could take the leash off of her then, and then she'll just walk in the house. When she sprints wow. out the front door, how far does she go? To the end of the driveway, almost to the street. That's a tough one. You just, uh, I guess the main thing is to find out what the drive is to getting her out the door. If she wants to go out and play a little more, uh, maybe she doesn't realize uh, that that she can't do it more than two or three times a day, go out and play, go to the park, because mommy's got to work and pay the bills, right? Has she been uh, fixed? Has she spayed? No, she hasn't been fixed yet. Okay. We went for a walk, I'd say about three months ago, she got bit by a Rottweiler. Oh. So... I stopped the walking for a while. Maybe that could tri- be a tribute to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely would would absolutely say that. I'd say get her spayed because sometimes we're when they are in heat, they um, have a tendency to want to be out there with the other animals. She, she's not spayed. No, not yet. Oh, you got to do that, Cindy. Yeah. Okay. You got to do that because that's gonna you're gonna have other behavior problems that are gonna pop up uh, later, and that could also be another thing. She wants to go out, mm-hmm. and you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, she she might tend to stick around more at yeah. home if she has been. I, I thought she saved. was, but you, yeah. you need to do that definitely. That's yeah. uh, okay. She will uh, if she's not doing it now. She'll want to take off later when she uh, she goes into heat. Time, yes. Or that time, so it's so very very important, and you'll avoid all those okay. problems. We're gonna send. Uh, what's her name? Her name's Reba. We're gonna send as in Reba McIntyre. Yes. Okay, we're gonna send <laughs> Reba a bunch of. Uh, stuff to keep her occupied inside the house and toys, okay? Okay. <laughs> and thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Hold on one second. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Drivers near Southern Illinois University have been noticing odd things about some of the roadkill on the sides of the area's highways. Some of the dead possums and raccoons have been dressed in pet or human baby clothes and have had their claws painted with nail polish. The roadkill stylist was found to be graduate art student Jessica May. 24-year-old May said she was interested in seeing if people would give more thought to animals if they were somehow given human attributes. I think this is my way of slowing down and paying homage to these animals, she explained. She doesn't find it offensive in any way, but she could understand how people who didn't understand her art might be offended. Asked about what health precautions she used, May said, I wear gloves, explaining that by the time she gets to her subjects, they're pretty far gone. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to stay and neuter your pets. Several years back, you might remember uh, a fourth grade teacher, Kathy Barton. She's in, uh, I think it's Velma, Oklahoma. Uh I really love her because she teaches her kids year after year. Uh, to be compassionate for animals. And when we talked to her, and I guess it was 2005, she had uh, rallied the class together to raise some money to buy a uh, wheelchair, I believe. Yeah, they wanted to. She was teaching them about handicapped pets, that they can just be as loving and giving as pets that aren't handicapped. Our friend Mark Robinson over at HandicappedPets.com joined us. We got him on the air, and we called the class. Actually, they're still teaching. Kathy is still teaching this class. It's, I guess it's a new generation. Same teacher, new gener- generation, uh, fourth grade class. And they're still working with handicapped pets. And we have Deborah Winters. Uh, she's the VP of Marketing and PR at HandicappedPets.com. Hi, Deborah. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Very well. You guys are still doing some great work. For those that are new to Animal Radio, we, we've had a lot of new affiliates uh, since 2005. Quick synopsis about HandicappedPets.com, if you will. Handicap, we, we offer product, services, support, education for caretakers of handicapped, disabled, and elderly pets. That is the quick synopsis. And there are, there are a lot of handicapped pets, more than you may realize, and uh, many need wheelchairs, and you kind of uh, hook them up with wheelchairs. And uh, not just wheelchairs, but other things, too. Is that correct? Yes, we do. We have a wide variety of products. We always... Um, we're always looking for new products to bring on the site. We, we try to keep them uh, unique and um, high-end and really high-quality products. So um, wheelchairs is, is uh, a huge seller on our site. Now, I see that uh, Xavier, I guess this is from your website, Xavier is a quadriplegic cat. I guess that means all four yes. legs are... Wow. Wow. Yes. He has a neurological disorder. Uh-huh. And... Um, as a result, uh, right, all four legs are 
uh, don't work just right. <laughs> in many situations, somebody might just give up, but you've created or you found a uh, kind of a quadriplegic wheelchair that has, I can't see the bottom of it, but it looks like it has a harness and at least a couple of back wheels. Is that correct? Yep. It's got actually for the, it's a, called a quad cart, so it has wheels on front and back, and it's all perfectly balanced because every cart is custom made. So we have to take lots of measurements and weight and all that. And um, Laura Lynn Sitterly, Xavier's owner, um, actually answered the ad because Kathy Barton's class, again, was doing their, the fundraiser for mm-hmm. this year. And um, she was just um, thrilled to death that they chose her. And really, the kids do choose their... Yeah, how do they do that? <laughs> they, here's how they do it. They're okay. fourth graders. They go to our website gallery and they look at pictures. Uh-huh. And they just fall in love with animals. And, <laughs> of course, they would love to help every single one, uh-huh. but they have to choose a couple. And um, Laura Lynn was quite surprised that, we, that they chose a cat this year and really thrilled about that. So the kids actually do fundraisers throughout the year to raise money to purchase these cards? Yes. Kathy um, started her, her program this year right after the Christmas holidays in January. Uh-huh. Um, she was going to do it before, but again, we're talking about fourth graders and Christmas time. Sure, so she, sure. she wanted their undivided attention. Yeah. Um, they did bake sales. They had a handicapped uh, animal parade right at the school, and they wow. charged everybody a dollar. Mm. <laughs> um, and they raised this year $1,400. Now, how much does something like this cost? I mean, I imagine it's not a simple thing to put together. No. Xavier's cart was about $400. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Is that about average? I would say, yes. It can go, they can go anywhere from two to $500. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Xavier, and he looks like uh, he's a pretty happy kitty. <laughs> Isn't he beautiful? Wait, what's his disposition now? He is the most laid back. What you see, looking at that little movie on our website, he he just uh, he is the most laid back cat. He's got the most beautiful face, and he is really happy. He, um, you know, she limits the time that she puts him in the cart because he would just move around all the time. <clears throat> so she does limit the time. And the beautiful thing is, he's a mascot at the uh, Rhode Island SPCA. Now I'm sure all these kids want uh, animals that they can put in carts and exactly. handicapped and help them. Yeah. Well, it's not a bad lesson to be teaching. Let me show show you a picture. I'll hold up a picture right here of Xavier <laughs> to the microphone. Now, you can actually go over to HandicapPets.com and see the movie of Xavier and his wheelchair. Uh, a little paraplegic that would otherwise be unable to get around. This is actually the first cat that I've seen in a wheelchair. Uh, Amy and Scooter, that's a great story. Scooter yeah. uh, was the first dog after Johanna, which was our first interview with you. He's a little chihuahua from South Carolina that has, does not have front legs. Mm. And we have found many chihuahuas without front legs. It's, um, it's a disor- birth, di- birth disorder? It's See, bad. I have a talking disorder. I'm sorry about that. That's why I'm in the radio. It's That's why he disorder. likes handicapped pets. He himself yeah, there you go. I can relate. There, there you go. Um, well, we, we think it's bad breeding is what we think, unfortunately. Um, just another but, reason to never buy from a breeder. But Scooter and Amy are cousins with the same affliction. Mm. And uh, they both have cards now because the kids helped Scooter and heard about Amy and... Um, they want so now they both live together and they run around in their carts together. <laughs> oh, how cute! Mm-hmm. 
definitely going to encourage you to head on over to HandicapPets.com, check out the pictures, and see uh, what wonderful work this fourth grade class is doing. Maybe if you're a teacher or you know a teacher or you have kids in school, you, you suggest that the teacher teach something like this. It, it's an interesting story that, uh, as I remember, in 2005, the animal that uh, we were able to hook up with a wheelchair. Right, Johanna. Yeah, I, I believe was actually abused by kids to begin with. And it right. shows that diversity is created by education as a youngster, whether you mm-hmm. teach children to love pets at a young age or uh, teach them to hate them. I mean, either way, they're going to grow up with that instilled in their mind. So what they're doing, this fourth grade class is doing is great. If you want something like this in your city, call your school and ask them to do something like that. And then uh, give Deborah a call here at HandicapPets.com. Absolutely. We appreciate your time, Deborah. Thank you very much. Coming up, Leslie Nielsen right here live on Animal Radio. Hi, this is David Fry on Animal Radio. I want you to think about this. It's much more important what we learn from our dogs than what we teach them. Animal Radio is brought to you by Get Serious, a stain and pheromone remover so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Don't take any more excuses, women. It's time to get serious. Get Serious is available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. Hi, this is Melanie Griffith. Every year, millions of animals wander away from home, and tragically, most are never reunited with their family. Now there's a way to help a stray animal find its way home. It's called Pet 911. To locate a lost pet or post one that has been found, simply call 1-888-PETS-911 and help ensure a better future for our pets. Animal Radio is a proud partner of Pets911.com. Attention cat lovers, does your cat have star quality? Have you ever wanted to direct your own film? Here's your chance with the Who's the Next Scoop Free Star Contest from Lucky Litter and Animal Radio. Scoop Free, the self-cleaning litter box you leave alone for weeks at a time without any scooping, is the ultimate in odor control. You could produce their next commercial in Who's the Next Scoop Free Star. Come up with a creative way to advertise Scoop Free. Go to ScoopFree.com for more info and download artwork and music. See you in the movies. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Judy, one of the studio cats just vomited under my desk. Can you clean it up, please? <laughs> you can do it. Me? I'm busy booking all the celebs for the show. I, I don't do stains. Well, now you can. Go ahead. Grab that bottle of Get Serious over there. Uh-huh. It's going to remove both the stain and any pheromones left behind. Just go ahead and squirt it on, work it in, and all you have to do is blot it with a thick towel and hold it for about five seconds. Come on, I know you can do it. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm squirting, I'm working it in, and blotting. And, whoa, the stain is gone. You mean you were able to remove the stain all by yourself? Women, get serious, it's so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey! Yeah, so don't take any more excuses from those guys. It's time to get serious. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. 
Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. I was just, just thinking about that Get Serious commercial. What about it? We have a brand new contest. We're kicking off in just a few uh, weeks. Guess how many bones are in the mailbox, something like that? Yeah. They're putting together a big prize package. They're telling me I'm not even supposed to be talking about it right now. <laughs> Guido is waving his arms in distress right now. I guess the, the deal hasn't been sealed yet. Uh, Leslie Nielsen is on the way. Uh, let's go to the phones, one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? This is Amy. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? I'm fine. Hi, Amy. Hi. Where are you calling from? Uh, Long Beach, California. We're listening on coast, I imagine? Yes. And uh, how are you doing? What can we do for you? Well, I've had a situation recently that I have to say that I've done, and with some hesitation, and now that I've done it, I am so sorry. Uh What did you do? I had my cat declawed. Uh-oh. What what inspired you to do that? Well, I have two cats. they are three years old. They have never been outside. And recently, we bought new furniture. And they decided to switch from their SISO post to the furniture. And we made a decision that we would have them declawed. And this is a decision made by both you and your husband? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I tried to discuss it with the cats, but they weren't really. <laughs> they weren't gonna, I have a feeling I know what they would have said yeah. anyway. <laughs> well, I think I, w- I do too. What, so what uh, what made you change your mind? Obviously, you can't go back, but for, for listeners that are contemplating declawing their cat, why do you regret it now? Well, when I took them to the vet, um, they did stay for three days which I have to say I'm very glad they did because had they come home earlier, I would have more than likely felt worse. Yeah, I think that's kind of a long time. Usually they're there only for about 24 hours. Yes, well, they kept them for three days, and um, they were not bandaged when I picked them up. Oh, wow. They, um, But the moment they stepped out of the little cage that I brought them home in and onto the carpet, I mean, they they limped. Oh. They were they just looked absolutely miserable. Well, you know, that's actually declawing. People don't understand. They think just the nails removed, but it's actually up to the first knuckle, and the, with the bone and everything of the cat's paws. And oftentimes, it, it uh, creates problems that are worse than the problems that you initially tried to uh, take care of. Uh, The the couch, of course, was the initial problem. Uh, Sometimes it causes litter box problems, and with litter box problems, of course, if they do inappropriate urination, uh, that's something that uh, I personally think is worse than uh, scratching on the furniture. There are solutions for those of you that are contemplating declawing uh, ways around getting them to stay off the furniture. Uh, dozens of ways. And people say that declawing is sometimes a last resort. And it really is not. Uh, there, there are uh, lots of Yeah, there are a lot of alternatives out there, yes. From right, yeah. They have the little snap, little clip-ons, well not clip-ons, but nail coverings. Those silly looking things? Yeah, that you can actually put over. They're called soft 
Paws soft paws or, soft or something paws. like yeah, that. Yeah, which actually yeah. put over their nails. And There's also basically training uh, the use of a scratching post. Mm -hmm. There's uh, products like sti sticky, uh, sticky paws, paws right? which you can put on furniture. What we do is uh, we have concrete floors and... Uh, concrete <laughs> furniture <Yeah>. and... Uh, <laughs> That uh, pretty much works for us. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, not a lot of people have that choice. So uh, what now? What now? Well, I tried several remedies prior. I always keep their nails clipped short. Mm -hmm. uh, I clipped them myself. Um, I, also, I tried a scat mat, which oh. kept them off of the furniture itself, but it didn't keep them from standing up and clawing the back of the furniture. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, I tried draping the scat mat over the furniture. I tried putting plastic on it, and I just looked like Grandma's house. <laughs> yeah. um, we did try several methods, and but it just the look on their face and it was so pitiful. And so sad, and I will never ever do it again. And you, oh, and you also noticed some behavioral changes. So far, that? we've been extremely lucky. Um, they have not done anything other than the litter box, mm -hmm. knocking on wood. They've hidden a lot more. They're not as friendly as they were. They're not as um, playful. Well, and there's there's some good news to that. And uh, something that humans could learn a little bit, a, a lesson from, is that they will probably, uh, within time, love you again. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> and they, because that's the way animals are. They, they're, unconditional. they're unconditional love. And it is up to you now, now that you've re realized the error of your ways, to love them dearly till... Uh, whenever. And what and, you can do yeah. is spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. That's the best Don't. thing you can do. Well, I certainly will. Um, this is the first time I've done it, and I will never do this again. I just cannot go through this, nor could I put my animal through it. And as far as unconditional love, um, we're talking about cats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we give them unconditional love. Theirs is a little bit conditional. That's, that's, that's what we meant. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to send you some gifts for uh, your cats. Well, uh, thank you. And take good care of them. Tell them, show them that you love them lots and lots and that uh, you made a mistake. And, uh, you know, that can't change it. But uh, tell your friends and people that are contemplating it. And that'll be... Uh, a way to redeem yourself. Yes. <laughs> oh, I hope so, because I, I don't think that people realize how painful and how much we are putting these animals through this. And, and I have never seen it before. I've only had, have known other people that have had their cats declawed uh -huh. and see what they do. And people can actually go online, and I did this, unfortunately, afterwards. I should have done it prior and you can actually see photographs of how they declaw cats. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, it shouldn't be done. Yes. And I know here in Southern California, in West Hollywood, they have put a stop to it. And um, well, you know, now we're one I see the, why. We're one of the only countries that still do it. A lot of the other foreign countries have banned it. It's, it's mostly a money thing now. And you can find a lot of doctors will do it uh, for the cash. Uh, there's a great division across the country about the ethics behind it. Uh, you can go to the website uh, goodcatswearblack.com to learn, learn a little more about declawing. Mm -hmm. We move on from here. That's what yeah. we do. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Amy, and for thank sharing. Thank you for your call this evening. Hold on a second. I want to get your address so we can send you some goodies for your uh, kitties. Okay. Nice talking with you. Thank you. Hi, this is Emmy Lou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay new to your pet. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. <laughs> Almost didn't make it back in time there. I've been waiting. I was worried. The summer season of stars continues with Leslie Nielsen. Boy, if you've missed any of them, uh, Emmy Lou Harris, Sheena Easton, she was absolutely wonderful. Jamie Farr uh, joined us so far. A lot of great celebrities. If you missed any of them, you can catch them in archives at Animal Radio. Now, of course, we're going to make history right now with Leslie Nielsen online. Oh, jeez, I forgot. Two again. <laughs> this big setup and everything, and I forget what line he's on. Two. Hello, Leslie. How do you do? How, do, how you doing? Leslie <laughs> Nielsen, the No Stranger in Animal Radio. And, of course, we learned last time that you, you travel nowhere without your whoopee cushion. Well, that's the main animal in my life. <laughs> I bet. And it's a it's the call to arms animal of my life. It has saved me from many a serious situation. Oh, I, I, I don't doubt it. Now today, uh, today I know you're in Phoenix, so it's got to be really, really hot there today. Is it? It's it's hot here. I haven't gone outside yet. Now, do you put cold water in your whoopee cushion on? Uh, <laughs> well, on a hot day like today, you would think that. Well, you'd it's want difficult. To. You're doing. Yeah, I never. You don't really have a a water conditioned uh, whoopee bag. It's better for it to be air conditioned because then you skip a. You know, one of the problems that can arise with using a uh, whoopee cushion. It is all air operated, you see. Oh, yes, that's true. So the water kind of uh, spoils the whole uh, operation, and you, all you do is hear bubbles. Has anyone ever been truly offended when you used it? Very few, but there have been a couple. Oh, well, you can't really get offended. <laughs> they, uh, my, my wife, uh, uh, we were at some function somewhere, and... Uh, this lady was talking to me, I believe, that uh, I don't know whether the, the logistics are precise, but, uh, uh-huh. and I had the machine, I call it fondly the machine, <laughs> and so I, uh, I let her rip, if you'll forgive the expression, sure. and, uh, and I ripped one. And then another one, and that lady. Then she looked. She looked like it was. She was going to catch on fire and ignite on the spot. And then she turned. She was. Her lips were trembling. And she turned and looked at my wife, and she said, "And you sleep with him." <laughs> well, but you know, it's. It is a, it is a, uh, you're taking advantage of some people, but I've had too many laughs to, uh, uh, to feel that I can, uh, be terribly sensitive about, uh, uh, people who can't handle, uh, the machine. I yeah. mean, uh, those are the people who get locked in their own bathroom. <laughs> and the police department has to come and set them free once again. They don't realize that if they had that little machine with them, they would be setting themselves free anytime they want. There you go. Some life lessons well, from you, Leslie Nielsen. You sort of brought me out of the closet because I used to carry my uh, my whipping cushion around and then we talked about it on the air last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so now people know that. I understand, since this is your only animal, this whipping cushion, you don't have any other animals? Obviously, you. you well, yeah, I love dogs and I love cats, but uh, we travel too much. And, uh, didn't you, you have a drooling cat? A what? A drooling cat? A cat that drooled? 
So uh, I wouldn't allow a drooling cat in my house. <laughs> and I wouldn't allow a drooling dog. I'm fans of any animal that doesn't drool. I'm with you on that. I, I really am. I'm, 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 I, 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 I'm not partial to, uh, 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 like, St. Bernard's or uh, uh, bulldogs that, uh, uh, British bulldog, the old stuff. So. Um, they, uh, and I and I played the Mr. Magoo. You know, Mr. Magoo was a fan of. Uh, he had his own bulldogs, and right. uh, and uh, they, you know, were, were fun. But I just, uh, for whatever reason, that's a failing of mine. I'm just, you know, after all, they're only animals, nevertheless. Well, you know, it's not a failing. It really, it says that I'm busy and I can't pay attention to uh, to an animal. And it's a good thing if you can uh, recognize that. And you are busy because you're constantly doing movie after movie after movie. And I'm sure there's. Uh, what are we on? Scary Movie 13 now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, I talked with uh, David Zucker yesterday. Uh -huh. and, uh, he's going to be beginning a, a, a spoof of uh, Spider-Man, I believe, or mm. something like that. And, oh, how uh, fun. So we are discussing uh, uh, the possibility of appearing in that film. Well, you can't so. talk about it yet until it's the deal signed. Other we have no deal, it. so yeah. it's... Nothing... I, so uh, that's why I'm so vague about it. But it's always nice to talk with David. He's such a remarkable uh, director and writer and uh, humorist, and uh, he's just a pleasure. Nothing to look forward to. What's this that's coming out? You play Bill Austin in a... Uh, uh, well, I did a uh, Bill Austin. I've for years been attending. Uh, I just got back from there, Minneapolis, and uh, his uh, son-in-law... Did a film uh, that uh, concerns itself with a young man and his hearing problems, and uh, it's quite a. Uh, I haven't uh, seen the film, but it's receiving uh, accolades, and uh, it's quite a a moving uh, uh, experience. Diversity for you because uh, it's it's not a comedy. And no, it's not. Yeah, and it's but it's just a brief. Uh, uh, Bill Austin is the kind of man who runs the whole show and provides all of the money necessary and gives a great deal of it away, not only to his own charity, but to uh, uh, others. Uh, he's just uh, an unusual philanthropic man who uh, who's, he, he, he teaches you what... Uh, what the corporate uh, corporate conscience could be. Mm, yes, and I we can't wait to see it. Yeah, we don't have a release date on that yet. Still waiting a release. Date. We, it will be coming out shortly. Very yeah. shortly. And what's the title of it? Uh, you know, I forget. Yeah, I didn't uh, 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 pay heavy attention. Well, uh, well, I, I read the dialogue. I don't read titles. What we'll know? do is we'll have Guido, our intern, uh, uh, make sure that he has the release date. And are you going to let Guido out again? Does he get out of that uh, cell that you have him? Just to, just to get coffee in the mornings and uh, do little tasks like this. Important task. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah. Of we course. wouldn't trust it to anybody else. L listen, I know you're busy, and before you go, I want to want to tell you about a little guy. Uh, his name is Kyle Orant. He is eight years old, and yeah. last summer he sold lemonade to the tune of $20,000. He made $20,000 selling lemonade. Are you kidding? And he gave it all to an organization called Canine Companions for Independence. This is an organization that uh, uh, helps uh, disabled adults. But how remarkable. I know. How, how wonderful. Yes. And yes. he's eight years old? Eight years old. He, he called us up. We spoke to him. And I said, so what are you going to do next? What are you going to... You know, he, he has friends like he has friends like Donald Trump. But he called me. And I said, what are you going to do next? And he says, I want to 
get a bunch of collars signed by celebrities and auction them uh, for, again, this organization. So every time we talk to a celeb, especially during the summer season of stars right now, we're, we're asking them if you sign one of these collars, we'll send them to you. You sign them, and uh, you send them right directly to Kyle, and he'll auction them for Canine Companions. For Whatever you like. Okay. You know, if, uh, and, but to send them to, uh, to uh, well, Florida. I'll actually let Judy take care of that off the yeah. air. Yeah. And, uh, and, of course, we appreciate... Put Leslie Nielsen down for the list. Very good. Put Very me down good. on the list. I'm ready to go bite somebody. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, ladies and gentlemen, on Animal Radio. Thank you so much for coming back. Okay, good to be back. Oh, well, that's what actors do. You make a comeback. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Phyto-Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Phyto-Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Phyto-Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at phytofriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Woof. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew, gross. Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Welcome to Voice of the Animal. I used to catch rattlesnakes. By the time it was done, I had caught 39, one for every year of my life. The snakes appeared after I moved into my home in the California foothills. Apparently a snake mecca as rattlesnakes were everywhere. I had moved from rural Arizona, where if a rattler appeared, a phone call would bring some cute fireman out to safely relocate the snake. When I called my new local station to ask someone to move the snakes, the fireman laughed so hard I could barely make out his words. Are you crazy? So I was left to figure it out for myself. It was certainly not safe to have them around the house, but it just didn't seem fair to kill the snakes. What gave me the right to chop off their heads when all they were doing was lying in the grass sunning themselves? I do the same thing. Snakes have had a tough time throughout the ages. Before the verse in Genesis labeled them as an eternal symbol of temptation for all of humankind, they were accorded far more consideration. In some cultures, even divinity. In Hindu myths, the god Vishnu is often depicted seated on the recoiling serpent Anada, which means endless, Vishnu and the snake in the form of an eternal one. In the epic of Gilgamesh, it is the serpent, not the hero Gilgamesh, who partakes of the magical plant of eternal youth and is imbued with the power of immortality in the shedding of its skin to become ever renewed. The heroes of myth usually have a battle with a snake story tucked into their resumes. A personal favorite is the line the Roman author Ovid gives to Hercules. I was defeating snakes in my cradle. 
The male bravado and swashbuckling style of the Greek hero summarized in one perfect proclamation. The most famous snake in ancient Greece was the python, a colossal she-dragon who was a plague to the countryside surrounding Delphi until Apollo slew her with one of his swift arrows. It was believed her death symbolized the victory of the celestial Olympian god over the sacred forces of the Earth Mother. Apollo did establish the Pythian games in her honor, and his prophetess was henceforth known as the Pythia, safe and controlled encasements for the now-leashed power of the she-dragon. In Native American lore, the snake is a creature of the underworld, traveling up from its cool, dark den to gift one with the knowledge of the cycle of life, death, and rebirth. The transmutation of negative experience into a higher form of consciousness symbolized by the snake rejuvenating itself by sloughing off its skin, as letting go of the old is a necessary process in order to emerge as something new. The herpetologist at the closest zoo came out and taught me how to fashion a snake catcher. Don't you dare try this at home. Armed with my catcher, whenever a rattler appeared, I would hook the snake on the end of the hanger and then deposit him, or her, I can never tell, into a large green plastic trash can with wheels and a locking lid that I had purchased specifically for these occasions. I would then load the captured reptile into my car and drive to an undisclosed location to release him. I like to think I was giving the snake a chance to vacation elsewhere. To encounter a rattlesnake in the yard evokes a singular primordial response, fear. There is no new age sentimentalization in the process of catching rattlesnakes. The snakes can mean business, and the underworld is not a place one visits for afternoon tea. The triangular head and unblinking black eyes do not invoke any desire to dignify the snake. I can relate to what Dante says of the swarm of serpents he encounters in the inferno. Remembering them still drains my blood from me. Today, I live in another state and there are no rattlesnakes around my home. My green plastic snake can now holds Christmas ornaments. I use my snake catcher to pull down the hummingbird feeder that hangs high in the trees. The rattle of the snake has transcended to the hum of a bird, the underground to the aerial. I hope my snakes are happy vacationing elsewhere. For Voice of the Animal, this is Rayanne Cumulos. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Go have a cow, man! Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. Did you see the paper? They mentioned cloning animals for food. Seriously? I thought cloning was still pretty experimental. It is. Most of the animals die or are born with some sort of health defect. So why is the FDA going to approve it? I don't know. It's upsetting that the FDA seems to be ignoring scientific evidence that animals in cloning suffer. And the FDA says that it won't even label cloned foods. That's outrageous. Yeah, and we could be eating meat or drinking milk from cloned animals and not even know it. Is there anything we can do to stop this? You can. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society at www.endanimalcloning.org to learn more about the problems with animal cloning and to help keep cloned food off grocery store shelves. Cloning animals for food is not just about food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues have been ignored for too long and must be considered. To learn more, visit www.endanimalcloning.org. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. The only thing I want cloned is myself. 
Why? Why would we want one, let alone two? Well, you know, to pick up my laundry and oh. do my chores. That's not a bad that idea. Kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, you can tell we need to go to the phones. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Dan from uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. How you doing? Very well, Dan. I try and get your show as much as I can. Uh, I try and get it offline and uh, the real player when I can at the office and stuff. But um, I had to call in because I have two standard poodles. Yeah. Um, I'm an avid uh, poodle owner. And my girl just does not eat treats. I mean, she's the most finicky. Mm. She won't eat anything. And I finally have found the most perfect treat for her. Well, that, that is digestible and it's just incredible. Okay, well, it's, you're not working for the company now, are you? No, 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 no. Okay, I just <laughs> want to make sure. What, uh, what, yeah, is it healthy? Yeah, it's as healthy as all the other treats I've been trying to give her. I mean, uh, you know, whether it's the, the the bone or, you know, the rawhide. She really, she likes chewy stuff. Um, so. Okay, so what is it? It's called a petzel. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but no, it's can you like it? a play on words, I guess, between pretzel and petzel. Oh, okay. And um, it's made by Treats for Pets, which is a small company I hadn't even heard of, really. And um, I just have to recommend it to any of your listeners that have, like, digestible dogs that have digestible problems and what kind of that problems sort of thing. Because have? my dog is a perfect candidate for that. And it's just, it, it truly is incredible. What kind of problems did your dog have? Um, well, you know, sometimes she'll finish eating uh, and she'll kind of get the runs a little bit. And, you know, maybe she'll kind of have like a, a almost like she can't digest it all the way she kind of will throw up or that sort of sort of thing but um you know it's just a girl my 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 boy is fine he, he's a machine but so i you know i just i had to you know let any listeners know that because she's never eaten treats her whole life she's two and a half years old how, how old is the boy the boy is only about nine months, uh-huh. but he's, he's like twice the size of her. He's just huge. Has she ever had any stomach problems before? Is it just with her um, treats? Or? Not, I mean, when she was younger, uh, when she was on like, the baby food, uh-huh. it was uh, okay. But then as we started putting on an adult diet, it was mainly with like treats and stuff. We know what it's like when you, when you have a finicky animal and it's hard <laughs> to find the right treat for them. It is. It's unbelievable. And all you want to do is reward your dog for doing such a great job and <laughs> the poor thing doesn't even like you know the treat that you give them well very good okay, though. So it's sort of a, a second-hand endorsement a second-hand yeah i have to say you know it, it, it's worth looking into because it, my dog is you know a great example of it so i i recommend it to anybody out there okay uh, dan was it yes dan okay we're gonna we're gonna hook you up with the new book dogs 24 7 picture book and oh we'll great get you qualified for the uh, giveaway okay Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Hold on one second, okay? Okay, great. And now with everything new and innovative or just downright strange from the world of veterinary medicine, here's Dr. Linda Wolf. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. No pills gonna cure my ill. I got a bad case of loving My first dog, a German shepherd named Buddy, was a beautiful, intelligent, perfect companion that is for one slight problem. He turned into a lunatic during thunderstorms. 
And I don't mean just huddling in a corner. I mean knocking over full-size sofas in his attempt to get his 90-pound frame behind one. So why do so many animals have storm phobias? Animals' senses are much sharper than ours. They hear, smell, and sense things with a clarity that we can hardly imagine. Because they hear higher and lower frequencies than we do, the sound of thunder is more intense and scary. Then there are the changes in atmospheric pressure that accompany storms and the gusting winds that bring sudden changes in airborne sense. When thunderstorms rage, natural self-preservation instinct can take over and animals can seek shelter in an enclosed place, such as under the bed or in Bud's case behind the sofa where they feel safe. What can you do as an owner to help? Well, when raising a puppy from scratch, you can try your best not to react to storms. Our pets are very sensitive to our own emotions, and if we get nervous, they tend to pick up on that. If your pet does have significant reactions to storms, try to plan ahead. If you have a room in your house that is darker and quieter, spend time there before a storm and get him accustomed to that area as being a safe spot. Desensitization to the actual sounds of storms has been shown to be helpful if done in a correct manner. There are holistic products out on the market that calm stressful animals, and they do seem to work in some cases. And there are anti-anxiety drugs available through your veterinarian. So as the storm season gets into full swing, know there are things you can do to help calm your best friend's fears. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Produced by Animal Ark No-Kill Animal Shelter. We are streaming, blogging, and podcasting at AnimalWiseRadio.com, and we're proud to be part of Animal Radio Network. Thanks, Mike. Lots more at AnimalRadio.com, streaming online 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, or... On any cell phone, any provider, simply text ANIMAL to 27627 and listen to Animal Radio whenever you want, wherever you want. And remember, if you get a pet, please spay or neuter. And if it happens to be a cat, never to claw. And don't buy from a breeder. I'm Judy Francis. I'm Hal Abrams, and we'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Have a great week and give your pets a big old floppy kiss from us. This is Animal Radio Network.